They yeah. are crazy. Hardcore yeah. bell choir. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 54, and today we're going to talk about how to begin part two. That would be our title for today. So if you haven't listened to how to begin part one, we would highly encourage you to go back. uh, And you can do that at lunchtimeinrome.com, which is where you find all of our previous 53 episodes and uh, the show notes and the links that we reference within each podcast. Uh, You can find out more about us. You can at some point donate if you choose to do that. But it's all found at lunchtimeinrome.com. Like us, tweet us. Um, We are streaming live on Facebook every week. So please tune in um, and you can find out how to join our Facebook page there. Um, And so you wanted me to throw it to you, Eric. Yes. So um, if you're a Spotify listener... Um, you would know that Spotify kind of gives you a year in review of what you've listened to mm-hmm. um, over the, the course of 2019. Spotify's great. It is great. And um, there are a few people like to give a shout out to yes, sir. John, frequent listener. In the ATL. And uh, Matt and a few in other the people who have um, listened to Lunchtime in Rome and it is their most listened to podcast for That's the year. That's what I'm talking about. And humbling. I'm just like humbling. I, that is the perfect word for it. It's, it's so humbling because like, wow, there yeah. are people that like are dedicated to listening, listening to mm-hmm. us on a regular basis. And I'm just so I only, thankful. I only call John every week and say, you better freaking <laughs> listen. No, I, I don't or else I'm going to come down there every other week. <laughs> but, but, go ahead. but I really do appreciate it. I'm humbled by it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and encourages me very much to keep going, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah, and as much as we do like to do this, and we'll do it all the you know all the time on our own, it is great to to have that kind of feedback. It really does kind of feed that energy and keep us going, and and it, it, it's it's awesome. Jay, why do we do this podcast? Why is it called Lunchtime in Rome? We do this podcast because the number one problem people face is being alone, and. Uh, at least that's the most common problem people face. And it uh, goes across all ages, demographics, uh, no matter where you are, who you are, at times you feel alone. And so what we do is based on the Bible verse, Romans twelve fifteen, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And that is the way to keep people from feeling alone, not fixing the people, just joining them where they are. And uh, so we, it's a play on words. If we were in Rome at lunchtime, Rome twelve fifteen. We would just be hanging out and we'd share life. And that's what we do for the first 20 minutes. We model joining each other in our emotions as friends at the table, if you will. And then the next 20 minutes, we have a topic of the day to help you help others not be alone and maybe even have some ways that you can take care of yourself in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then the last 10 minutes, we just have some fun and highlight people that have done great and put a spotlight on people who can do better. Yes. And can't do better. Well, that was the people that do great. Oh, sorry. My bad. Do better. That's fa- that. Yes, I will do better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to start off. Uh, I'd love with, for you to start off. I will. And I'm going to start off with uh, just some stuff I've been working on. I have, you know, I have seasons of cooking. You know, we had the ribs over the summer oh. that you're still mad that the summer ended. I want to bring hmm. rib season back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. and then I had, and I still am in the middle of my Chinese food thing. And uh, stir right. fire was Stir fire. fire? I mean, the fried rice. I was gonna say, <laughs> the stir fryer stir fire. was fire, but the stir fryer was fire. Right. <laughs> and then, well, <laughs> take three. <laughs> we were out on a date night, and I took Amy and Eric and Rachel to my Asian, uh, I almost said restaurant store down in the Strip District. And so yes. Amy said, "Oh, I wish you'd make me Chinese food." Which, okay, mm-hmm. that's Challenge all you got to say. Accepted. And so, not I only wish d- you would make me ribs. <laughs> well. <laughs> funny you say that i'm not oh. making your ribs um but anyhow i have been wanting to make a enchilada slash uh, ancho sauce out of dried peppers 
And I've just I bought them because I found them in a store one time. Wait, enchilada slash ancho? Like an ancho. Ancho is a smoked dried uh, poblano pepper. I don't know why it's not a smoked poblano or a dried poblano, but a poblano pepper, which is like a green pepper, almost like a, a regular green pepper. Yeah. But I mean, it's maybe like one on the Scoville. It's like a little more spicy than than a green pepper. But yeah, you know. But anyhow, when they dry it, it becomes an ancho pepper. Okay. Like most times, if you get a good chili powder, it's ancho chili powder or, okay. a, blend, or a blend. Okay. So anyhow, I made a sauce and I actually just heated it up and I want you guys, one of you can have the one end of the spoon, the other can have the other. I want you to taste it and tell me what you think. I, full disclosure, and this is going to shock you, I don't love it. <laughs> you know, well, is this your first, so this is your first shock. round? And let's, let's kind of bring everybody up to speed. And then I'll tell you how I made it. Everything Jay makes... It's very rare that he's happy with it. Correct. What name one thing while while Brian gets ready here? The second batch of fried rice I brought over to you, I was like, that's that's on point. Okay, that one was name okay. something else. The last pulled pork I did actually, which I really don't even love pulled pork, but the last pulled pork I made, I was like, mm, that's on point. That's all right. all right. But then that's it. Your beef's good though. Your beef's maybe it's fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ooh. My, uh, then, why do my you br- new, then why do you bring it to Not Luck Lunch? I almost didn't bring it this time, and Rachel said I'm not allowed to not bring it. <sighs> See, because it's that good. But I make a jalapeno dip now. It's pretty good, too. Oh, and your ranch. Like the, your the French ranch. onions, too. Is. People oh, like the French the fr- Dude, the French. <laughs> Actually, it's a, it's a Vidalia onion dip. Oh, man. That, dude, that might be my favorite thing. That you really? Make. Dude, it's so good. So don't take a lot of it. Don't take a lot. Is, it, it's, is it spicy? No. Uh, there's a hint of spice in there. So this, this is... This is what kind of sauce? Like an enchilada sauce. Like you put that on some Mexican food. It's mm. a red sauce. I would put that on um, Fruit Loops or <laughs> whatever I'm going to eat. Cause so it's you, re- yeah, it's really good. I really like that. And that then I'll wait, and I'll tell you what Rachel said it tastes like. You're going to love it. No, you have to understand Rachel, of course. Ooh. Yeah, it's real good. I do like that. And there's, I there, quote Rachel. Def- she said... Go ahead. Go ahead. Definitely a little bit of a twang at the end of it. Um, it it kinda, like a country song. It kind of tastes right. like I, I don't want to say spaghetti sauce because it's definitely not spaghetti sauce, right? But there's there's a you could put it on spaghetti. You're saying there's a tomato base in my mind. You could put it on some spaghetti, um, but like I said, you could put it on fruit. Is loops there cocoa or, powder in this? There is not, but it could be. Because then it would become a mole. If you did like, if I did cocoa yeah. and like some sunflower seeds, because there's or a there's pepitos. a we've made a, a <laughs> <laughs> we've made a chocolate chili that has like a, a flavor that's similar to this. So that's that. why I asked that. This is really so. Good. What did Rachel say about it? Rachel, after, of course, she made you know, she was doing the praise and worship hands <laughs> after that. Oh yeah, really? In a bad way, of course. Oh, well, she <laughs> did not like it, and she said it tasted. She goes ketchup. And brown. <laughs> <laughs> if brown and ketchup had a flavor, that's what be that. That's, how, that's, that's spawn. what it was. Ketchup and brown. <laughs> so what's in that nah, is it's actually it's ancho dried ancho chilies, which you reconstitute. So you toast them for like two minutes, just dry on a stovetop. Mm-hmm. And then you have boiling water, and then you throw them into the boiling water, and you turn the heat off, and you cover it. And it was ancho, guajillo peppers, and then chili de arbol, which is a spice you, you see. You're in just that. saying words. I don't think they're actually real words. <laughs> This was the first taste test that we've had yeah, live on the show. I know. I know. I, I'm excited about this. I feel like we should do this more. Breaking great. Right? Yeah. Jay should Jay make just something. Keeps bringing and, stuff. Yes. We talk about it, yes. but we're not actually doing it. I want to join him you know, in his joy of watching Back us in eat. the day when I was a, a child, when we were on vacation with two other families, I had diarrhea. And they. Wait, you're literally talking about when you were like a kid. I was a. Yes. Okay. A toddler or whatever. I thought well, you might have been joking on like. No. One of our past couple of years. And, and they would tease me and say, squish, squash, Jay's sauce. So I could bring in a different sauce each week. <laughs> just to go I back would love to that. It. I love not, sauces. Because I'm not good at sauces. Uh, you're not bad at sauces. I am willing to be a taste tester of right. all your sauces. <laughs> so long story short, you reconstitute by steeping them in hot water for a half hour of the peppers. Threw them in the blender. Onions, garlic, tomato. Uh, and it was still and a little bit of honey and cumin blended it all up and then you put it through a uh, whatchamacallit through a guillotine exactly no <laughs> just a restrainer a real fine strainer yeah, yeah. because there's bits and pieces and whatnot and I took a picture of it and it was still like it was almost bitter 
so I added. So then, yeah, it's was, better with this little, little sweet on it. Well, I was making <laughs> Rachel's dinner, so I'd cut. They were out of boneless pork chops, so I bought bone in, but I cut the bone off. And I was like, "Hey, I got all these bones." So then I cooked those out and got the fat and made a, you know, I got the oil and the, the grease from like the, you do from, from like you do, <laughs> and then I put the sauce in that. Ooh. And simmered it in that And that's when I added the ketchup And I added a little more honey And I added some brown sugar And that was about it Some more cumin Salt and pepper Anyhow So that's how you it's make It's fantastic that. It tastes it's really earthy good. It tastes great So that's what I've been doing food wise I uh, appreciate you guys yeah. uh, uh, That you guys enjoy that um, oh, I, I want to keep a little bit of dignity I'm not going to just start licking the thing clean. I've, I've pretty much Especially finished, on the mic. Finished Wait, it nobody off. Nobody wants that on the <laughs> mic. <laughs> well, and I was thinking of marinade because I bought a pork shoulder that I was going to make. And I thought, what if I marinated it in that? Or should I save it? Just I mean, I would take a bite. Or put it on afterwards. Because there's not that much of it. A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other story I'd like to tell is uh, that uh, I got to do my first announcing for basketball the other night and I do, you know, announcing for football in the fall and then basketball in the winter. But in the basketball, I also do the music, which mm-hmm. is always a big contentious thing because mm-hmm. they don't like the music I play, but I've got to play stuff that's clean, mm-hmm. you know, it's and everything else. Event. Right. And so basically what I do is they finally, they sent their stuff to the AD to Steph and she approved it. <laughs> You're like, finally, Kanye has <laughs> turned the corner to some Kanye. I can play. Now I can actually play it. <laughs> but, uh, so she approved it, but still some of it's just like straight up mumble rap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not arena rock. That's nothing. Anybody's going to want to hear. Right. So I play that on the, the, the up Cause that's when the guys just are the kind of you're listening. Get, you're getting the beat background. And then I play yeah. what I want. And I noticed we were in our ox gym because the main gym, the one hoop is broken. So it's kind of compact. Yeah. Hmm. It's getting fixed this week. Did you say ox? Auxiliary. Ox, 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 okay. Yes, okay. not as in I thought you said oxygen. No, yeah, the oxygen gym. <laughs> it's uh, it's very healthy, yes. uh, but you don't want to light a match. But um, so it was kind of compact. And we were playing Perry Traditional Academy, which yeah. is a city league school. Yep. And they're not very good, and we are very good. And, uh, and I noticed out of the corner of my eye when I was playing swag surfing where our uh, yeah, our student section goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and forth, they notice this young lady from Perry sitting, you know, ten feet away from me, yelling at our fans, "You ain't all that, you ain't all that." And I'm like, like a high school student. Yeah, you say a high school lady? student. Okay. Yeah, yelling at our student section, sixty five across the way, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. You know, there's not a lot of people there from Perry, yeah. so whatever. She has her opinion, that's fine. And we mercy ruled them, which means in the second half you're up by forty mm, points. Forty so it's a running clock. Wow. Running clock and the game Jeez. ends and we win 73-33. So we won by 40. Yeah. And all of a sudden you notice that there's a hubbub, a commotion going on. And this girl has written, and the last thing I announce is for the safety of the players, coaches, and officials, please remain off of the playing surface at all times. And nobody ever listens to me. <clears throat> and she sprint waxed it. The last thing I say is, as always, please drive home. And then I pause for like two minutes and then I go, safely. <laughs> But there's always like one or two parents who are like, ha ha, safely. <laughs> but she goes across and wants to fight our student section. This one lone one girl. girl. <laughs> and then a guy on their team goes over and he starts and there's ah. never an interaction whatsoever. Like there's no pushing or shoving. Okay. And a guy on their team grabs the guy on their team and another guy on their team grabs the girl, literally picks her up as she's mother F in the world. And the thing is, there like was no interaction. Arms flailing. Oh yes, yeah. legs kicking. Mm-hmm. Mother so F in the world. What, what you're saying is there was a lot. Like there was some shouting, and then the the woman from Perry, the girl from Perry, was picked up by another guy from Perry. Correct. To like take her away. Correct. But there was my point gotcha. is there was nothing before that. It wasn't like yeah. Like last year when we played Woodland Hills, both teams were undefeated. We are rivals. Yeah. And you can it see was a tense game. game and, tension. and but. Our student section was yelling at their mm-hmm. student section and back and forth. And, it's playful banter. And it was and there was respect yeah, and right. there was nothing else. And but even so then, fun. you'd understand something afterwards. And yeah, yeah, if yeah. you want to go back in time to lunchtimeinrome.com, it's probably about episode, I don't know, 15 where Jay talks about that. So you might have to dig through our archives, but you definitely talked about this um, a while ago. I do remember that. Yep. How about that? So go back in time and listen to all of our episodes. True. So anyways, I'm sorry, Jay. It's okay. So my point is it was just ridiculous and stupid and they drag her away mm-hmm. and I get on the mic and hey, everybody, you know, make sure you exit out the whatever, you know, and then there's, and there's one police officer, regular high school security, teachers, administrators, we're all there. It's all fine. Kids are leaving, whatever else. 
other kid comes out of the locker room, runs across the court and starts motioning and screaming and yelling at our guys and giving like gang signs and whatnot. Another Perry guy. Another Perry player. But and he's then, already left the court and, and coming back. Yeah, but he's still in his uniform. Mm. And then that girl comes back out from the hallway and mm. starts again. And two things occurred to me. Like one, what's so wrong? Like, well, why are you so angry? Yeah. And I get right. it. You're They're in high school. They're filled with hurts, all the stuff. It's everything we teach. Yeah. And then the other part of me was, let him go. See what happens. You're, you're two on 200. Yeah. How's yeah. that going to work? <laughs> Just, How, you're real big and bad with a police officer in between you. No, no, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. And then I get home and I'm later that night looking on Facebook and it's oh, like, oh, I saw it. Hey, what are, uh, what's going on? There was a fire truck and an ambulance and somebody's mm. like, oh, there was a fire on Rhode Eye Road. Yep. Fire at 375 Rhode Eye Road. Yep. Oh, okay. Hope everyone's safe. Next comment. I heard there was a fight at the high school. And so this lady just throws it out there out of nowhere that there was a fight at the high school. And like our school doesn't get enough bad rap as it is. And so I, I was pretty quick and you said you saw it. Well, then there's a ton of people that liked your comment. Yeah. I just came in and told her as it was and said how great this the student showed restraint. Yeah. Yep. The, you know, the administrative and the event staff took care. Oh, and I did get to say in the second announcement when that kid came out again, I said, would non all non-essential people please vacate the building. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's very official. Non-essential. Wow. And then I stayed. So Did you get a badge? <laughs> no. I made myself essential. You made What'd yourself you do a VIP essential. I'm just nice. essential. Is that better than VIP? Side note, I looked at that one woman's profile that made that comment. Uh-huh. I heard that there was a... Right. And like she is the like quintessential rumor mill person uh, of the community. That's a little social right. Karen. Uh, it drives me nuts. I heard this. Social I media heard Karen, What's going on? What's going on at the bottom of... Holton wrote, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's just like, oh, just, you know. Yeah. Just stop. Go do just something stop. meaningful. Right, right, right. Quit trying to stir up trouble. Yes. Like, is that, <sighs> that's, but like, that's an addiction. People are addicted to that. Oh, absolutely. And that's sad. Absolutely. She should do better. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. She should do better. So <laughs> I, um, we, we have a. Oh, you're just going to go next? Well, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I figured Jay was done. Oh, yeah. It was Um, a good transition until about 30 seconds ago. (laughs) Um, If you're going to say something, Eric, just say it. Gosh. So we have our company Christmas party this... um, Oh, I'm sorry. Holiday party. Uh, This (laughs) Friday. (laughs) This Friday, which I'm excited about. They rent out um, AE... Uh, stage AE down on the north Dude, they got a hook up. Yeah, it's How do you get that? So it's pretty care. fun. You guys going to be outside? <laughs> the <Yes>. outside bar? <laughs> got um, the Avent brothers come to play? Oh, uh, man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, no, but um, it should for be like, good For time. like two songs and then it's all the same. But, um, I couldn't tell you one of their songs. But it would be great background music while you're It would be party. great background music. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but we have our... I'm on the performance marketing team at uh, American Eagle and we have our PM team little that's exact, exactly what we call it you guys should call yourselves the nighttime team just saying <laughs> so you guys I'll, are gonna I'll do put the it y- in our suggestion box you guys are gonna do the YMCA up on stage because no. you're performing so we have our own Christmas party we're doing like a secret Santa and we're all bringing something wait like within the party like you get you're no, gonna... no, no, no 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 okay sorry all right. it's a separate party okay it's next week gotcha meaning the week after um and no, wait. It is next week. It's I need only, to go grocery shopping. There's only one full week left before Christmas. <laughs> Make sure you get cornbread and put it all over your oven. <laughs> oh. um, Too soon? But this, so we're all bringing something, and I wanted to, I wanted to make something and bring it, not like buy mm-hmm. it from a store and bring right. it, which is fine. Um, so I said that I would bring garlic knots. Because I've been working on my pizza game, mm-hmm. but I figured I could use the same dough mm-hmm. and make some garlic knots. Um, you better not uh-huh. do that. <laughs> Actually, I did it. Oh. So this past weekend, I did a practice run. Nice. How about the practice? Well, because I've never I've I've done the pizza with the dough, which is great, but I haven't done the garlic knot, which is you know I want to make sure I get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I uh, I whipped up some some garlic. I don't know what you call it, but 
garlic sauce paste that you like, put on so i got some butter like, like butter garlic butter like butter oregano parsley sure garlic powder mm. you know like what like when you order garlic wings whatever it's comes on that and i brushed them yeah. on a little spread brush them on baked it mm-hmm. and then after it was done brush some more on you know to get it get so is it, it like nice. a pretzel like a garlic pretzel it's like a, it's garlic, a doughy knot it's like a garlic it's a doughy, knot. It's a doughy knot so what i found is that don't want to cook it as or bake it as long mm-hmm. as the pizza because it like it gets a, it gets a little dry and a little hard. Yeah. And so I'm glad I did the practice run. Right. Got to take those practice reps. Right. Man. So I'm practice exci- makes permanent. I'm excited because they should turn out really, really good because they tasted great and they were fine. You just got to fix the, the but I got to fix the consistency mm-hmm. and the appearance was great. Oh, okay. So they weren't too. Got it on the picture for the pod. Yeah. Um, nice. But they were just a little little dry, but the mm-hmm. taste was there. The garlic taste was good. Really enjoyed it. Best part of my week. So yesterday, as you guys know, Amy is part-time. And um, I took a day of PTO. And we got like 90... To ninety five percent of our Christmas shopping done. It's nice. Great. Yeah. On Monday. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Yesterday. Was Correct. Tuesday. Yes. Oh, yes. And it was fantastic. We got we got so much done. Wait, and like wait, without wait, wait. the crowd, without the lines, because last year we did it on the weekend and like oh, you, you know, can't do that. Like weekends. I remember in that last year. Yeah. You had the mega day. I get ticked. You started yeah. at uh, Bob Evans last year. This year you started at Denny's. Yes, we did. Why you is did, that? Why is that? I don't in know. My brain. I appreciate that it is. And yeah. you did it one year, and you got into an accident. You you did it. Remember, like we 2014 did. or something like that. You were out in Monroe or Murraysville, and we did. We had just bought uh, olive oil at the Olive Merchant. Oh yeah, right. The place is awesome. Place and did is you have awesome. corned beef hash last year? At <laughs> no, it was uh, mush. Cornmeal mush. Cornmeal mush at Bob Evans. <laughs> okay, Rain Man. <laughs> I'm so sad for the things that aren't in my brain. <laughs> so it was great. It was do, a great day. We had a you great day. as Mr. We're Internet, celebrating the great day. You as Mr. Internet guy. Yeah. You do most of your shopping in an actual store, actual stores. You don't you don't do a lot of online and have it sent to your house. We do we do a lot of online. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what you're doing like yesterday is you're supplementing everything else you've done online. Pretty much. Like you're filling in the gaps. I mean American Eagle not gap. Appreciate that. Um, yes and no. There is part of me that appreciates just being able to go out and mm-hmm. buy something. Mm-hmm. He calls it terrestrial shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, we all we went to this. Um, I I'm sorry, but I can't remember. I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, it's this woman that Amy found out about. She has a little shop in Oakmont, and she makes custom painted wine glasses and other drinkware and stuff and we stopped there to go ahead here's my question about a place like that what is the rent in oakmont for a storefront a lot <laughs> and she's like oh i'll sell custom made wine glasses yeah. well like how do you do that this one's kind of off the beaten path in that little nook and cranny courtyardy kind of place do you know where by the citizens bank do you know where the mighty oak barrel is i do not you know where yes. mattress firm is? Oh, wait. All the way at the end. Yeah. It's yeah. like all the way back there. So I don't know how much rent is there. I'm sure it's less than being on the main drag. Sure. I apologize. No, that's okay. All right. Um, but she makes really cool glassware that's hand-painted and stuff. So, you know, you can't get that. And it's it was like mm-hmm. Pittsburgh-themed. Mm-hmm. So it's more hometown, homemade. Mm-hmm. Um, Very niche. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you can get that stuff online, but, like... Sure, you know it's nice to go see that to just hold go buy it, it. To, yeah, you know, right, you know, and support local. But I'm all about supporting local business. I love, you know, right, all that. I support Amazon. I mean, I support Amazon. Too. Someone lives near there; they're local. I support Amazon and I love local the business and everything in between. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's great to live in America. It is. So yeah, that was our week. It was awesome, and uh, I appreciated to uh, have that opportunity to take the day off and get it done and not be a Saturday. Yeah. I can't imagine doing Saturday shopping. Ugh. The worst. <laughs> Maybe the funniest. The worst. It's the funniest facial expressions you've made in quite some time. So, Brian. Yes. What you been up to? What I've been up to. I, so, I took Abby, my oh, daughter. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh. Uh, 
you just want to talk about all the things that Christmas is. Um, seeing the world through the eyes of a kid. Uh, I took Abby, my eight-year-old daughter, to um, the Nutcracker down at the Benenham Theater down in Pittsburgh, and it's it's magical. Um, it's all the things, and she had a great. We had a great time. I we got dressed up fancy. Um, there were so many times where she would just grab my arm because she mm. was sitting next to me. She would just ah. grab my arm and, you know, just snuggle into me and, and just, I love you, Dada. Well, she doesn't call me Dada. I mean, that's, that's, she stopped when that was, she was four. She what calls she? me Daddy. Okay. Yeah. It's not Dad. Still got the extra Every sil- once in a while, got she'll the extra be like, every there. once in a while, she, and she'll like, she'll like play in her eyes around, hey, Dad. And I'm like, Ugh! you know, but, um, she we had a great time we were dressed up um it was it was awesome that they they put such a great production on the theater's really beautiful um if you've been to the benedum uh formerly the stanley theater um which is where a lot of awesome concerts were back in the 60s and 70s i don't believe i remember that yeah i mean i remember stanley hearing the stanley theater? but it was the stanley theater bob marley played there uh oh the i mean door. i remember the stanley i just forgot that the stanley became the benedum mm-hmm. i never knew that yeah pretty cool so it's a great theater a lot of history um and and uh it was it was it was like perfect because pittsburgh is a ghost town when it's not you know three o'clock on a tuesday afternoon yep um on the weekends you would think pittsburgh's crazy uh especially the steelers were out of town but it's always like if you're going into pittsburgh it's like where are the steelers because uh if they're away no problem. Are the Steelers are the Penguins playing? Are they both playing? No, I'm not going. No, I'm not going. Is there a concert tonight down there? Um, no, I made it from my house in Penn Hills to the parking garage in 22 minutes. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And um, it is incredible. That can take you an hour and 15. It absolutely can. Right. <laughs> or it's 22. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was that was what we did. And uh, just a great time. Um <laughs> At one point, and, and um, you know, it's the ballet, little girl, Christmas. She's going to be so into this, and she was until I looked over, and right at the at the end of the first act, right before intermission, I looked over, and I did a double take, and her eyes are closed, and she's sleeping. <laughs> girl after my own heart. She fell asleep because she was just like, and I, and then I like kind of nudged her, and she woke up, and she was like. And because like it's it's the part where there's like they have snow coming down and yeah. it's all the fairies are Super dancing. Super magical. Yeah, there's like twenty fairies up on women fairies up on um, stage dancing. Yeah. Like that's what you want to see as a little girl. All these little ballerinas dancing. And so I woke her up, and I was like, "Are you bored?" She's like, "No, I'm just so tired." And and uh, well, so she's that was been funny. she's been battling. She's been battling being sick. Yeah. And and I mean, she just you know she she goes hard and and she's a napper. Um, you know, Ethan, my son has never napped. He does not. He's like me. I <laughs> still I, hasn't. I can't nap. I don't like to nap. Yeah. Um, she's a napper. And so I've she become just, a napper. Just fell asleep. And, um, so it was wonderful. It was just, I, I'd been looking forward to this. I think I bought the tickets back in like September or something yeah. like that. And, um, you know, it was part of a Christmas gift and, and they had this cool up on the balcony, um, before you went in, they had this cool uh, bell choir. So like, <gasps> you know, like 20 people with bells and everybody's playing bells. It's, it was cool. I love a bell cool. choir. Yeah, well, you're a band guy. I well, mean, yeah. you would appreciate my, that. My brother's in a bell choir. Like, I, it, it is really neat to watch, you know, the like synchronicity. 20 people yeah. with holding, you know, sometimes they're operating four bells right. or whatever, or like they're, you know, they have one in each hand or like, it is crazy. It's, I know. Like I got aghast <laughs> about a bell choir. Well, there's so much going on. Like, like you, like you said, there's like everybody's doing something, yes. and and there's all this noise coming out. It's almost like your brain can't comprehend how it's complex a very pleasant it is. Pleasant sound too. It is. It's it's yeah. They and did the great, white gloves are spectacular. Black. <laughs> they did. They did a great job. Ooh, yeah. Metal. What? It's, they yeah. are crazy. Hardcore yeah. bell choir. And then after that, um, after we were done with that, again we got out of town, no problem whatsoever, and. Then we went to fun. Um, I'd asked, Ab- yes. yeah, I'd asked Abby like, because because the 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 show was four thirty, so we got down there at like I don't know three thirty, and we really hadn't like we ate a big lunch, but still it's like right at that sweet spot of right. like we're getting really hungry. So we're in there. I said, "What do you want to do?" And she's like, "I have no idea." Um, I was like, "Do you want to do Mexican or do you want to do fun? Do you want to do sushi?" And she's like, "Oh, fun!" So we went to fun and and fun for those of you that don't know, which is maybe some of you, fun's a a, a great 
Asian place right up the street from us. They do everything from hibachi to sushi to the Thai. Best. Yeah, they're, it's a great environment. And um, the people are so nice. Really nice. Like, man, they're yeah. just so good. Yeah. yeah and, it's re- and, and you go in, you just get what you're, what you're going to get. It's presented beautifully. The food is always great. Yes. So always we, fresh. Yeah, we did. We had just a great, it was just a great day. One of my favorite places in Penthouse. Yeah. So that's, that's what I <laughs> ate and what I did. <laughs> it's not that many. <laughs> It's one of my favorite places in Penn Hills. <laughs> and that is awesome. And I can't wait to have those moments with Mags. Yep. You know, like going on those daddy-daughter dates and treating her, you know, taking her out. And, you know, like this is how a man should treat mm-hmm. you. Exactly. And, you know, like exactly. And all that's the respect and the love that goes into it. Like I, I can't wait for that. And that's one of the things that yeah. – uh, so when we walked into fun, I uh, – I sat on the one side, she sat on the other side, and then I was like, what are we doing? So I, w- I came around and sat next to her. Aww. Same cider. Same cider. And, so and wait, then, if you and Lex were out, would you go same side? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, we would not do that. Never. Never. Yeah. Well, we were going to do some other stuff, but we are breaking this down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and, and so, but, but to your point, you know, I said to her, don't ever let a man treat you cheaply. Yeah. Um, like, like, I want to be the standard for what a man should be to you. Yeah. And that doesn't um, mean like you have to like go out like for steak and lobster. Right. But that means like, you know, have a standard. Yes. Have a standard right. of how, standard how is that the standard. man treats you. Yeah. And like, thanks, you know, Mike Tomlin. Little things like holds the door for yeah. you, you know, like all like all those and little I would, things. And I would say to you, manners maketh the man. As we before we move on, when we should transition to the next part of this here. But what I want to say to you, because you're looking forward to it, yeah. is when those opportunities come, don't let them slip away. Yeah. Don't be like, so, well, we got to get here, or the parking sucked, or blah, 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 blah. You know, because yeah, yeah. you can get so lost in those little things yeah. that the entire day just slips away, and that magic moment becomes less magical because you're focused on the wrong thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could totally see that about me. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, you're very particular about I am very things. particular. So, um, so what's this podcast about? Well, specifically... It's about how do you begin to heal. So we, what did we talk about last week? Recap. Right. So last week, <laughs> we, like, began, I was say that. we began to talk about, hey, you know, we've been doing this for a year, over 52 weeks, and we've given lots of information. Okay, but where do you start? Mm-hmm. And so I encourage you, if you want to go back and listen to last week, where we, we kind of talked about the steps you want to go through to begin to heal, but we had some questions yes. um, that were sent to us, and that's what we want because in our minds it's like, oh, here, this makes sense, and this is what I've been trained in, and and this was what is good and everything else. But then sometimes people are like, right, but so uh, we're going to go through the questions. Just, I mean, really, these are one, great questions, by one the way. by one. Um, and what I want to get is I've I, you know put some time into it, but I want to certainly get you know your guys' opinions on this sure. and what you think. And then I'll give what I think after that. Yeah. I, think you cool. to, I think you meant to say Yin's guys. but Yin's yeah, guys. So the first question is, how do you heal from past hurts that were caused by expressing past hurts and looking for com- comfort in someone who dismisses you? That's like inception. It's a hurt within a hurt. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a so you hurt. try, you reached out to somebody. Yeah. You, you said, look, I, this hurt me in my past. <laughs> and they were like, hey, go pound salt. Nobody cares. You suck. Mm-hmm. You don't ask that person again. That's number one. Number one, you put them in the no category. Yeah. Okay. Now we laugh, but that's true. No, that's so yeah. true. It it's is true. So There's just some true. people you're like, well, you know, I, I've told the story a thousand times. When I read, and by that I mean maybe four, when I read my therapeutic letter to the one pastor guy who had mentored me, and when I got done with it, he said, so what's that do for you? And I was like, you suck. Mm. <laughs> what it does is it tells me never open yeah. up to you. Thank God. Others have comforted me. I, I read a quote from some, I can't remember who said it, but the quote is we've, we've all had the wrong lunch with a thousand different advisors. Hmm. So, be, you know, basically meaning we have gotten so much bad advice from so many people. Right. And I, I, I feel like that kind of applies to this case. It directly it, applies. You know, and, and, and the complexity becomes what if that person is somebody that you need to have a resolution from or you're constantly living with or you're constantly, you know, like you just you can't escape that person. You can't, you know, just write that person off like which person, the person that you confided in who didn't or the person who originally hurt you. 
I guess the person who you're looking for comfort who's dismissing you. Like, what if that person is somebody that is incredibly meaningful to you? Okay. Well, so go ahead. So I was going to say, I think level setting the expectations of this question from the from the get go would be people that can comfort you properly are few and far between. Like it is like finding a unicorn. And fortunately, I have landed in a group of people that are really good at, at it, but it does take training and, and I want to stop short of training eh, practice. practice. No, because my point yeah. is, it's not like we all have to go to school for yeah, this. Yeah, we don't have to go, but like you do have to be like mindful. You have to learn it. Correct. It's not something that like there there are a couple people that I've met in life that are naturally good at it. Correct. Ninety nine point nine percent of people are not. So I think level setting it is like you have to find that person that can. Right. And. It very well, it very well, like there's people in my life that I would love to comfort me and I know they never will right. be able to. And some you've learned because you've tried and some you've learned because you just times. know gum well that it ain't going to happen. <laughs> right. But to answer the question specifically, how do you heal from past hurts that were caused by expressing past hurts? Yeah. The answer is same way, the same way. So if this person was with us right now and yeah. shared this story, we would go. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine how defeated you felt. The collapsing of your expectations of, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to get healing. Mm -hmm. Wait, now I have another hurt? Another letdown. And so we would be able to comfort them in that exact moment as we are, because I am. I, I, am, I am defeated. Deflated is really the word I keep coming to yeah. for this person in this moment. It's exhausting. So you have to go back to heal the original hurt. Yeah. Sure. Still, we'll get to that. But you have to heal from this one the same way, which is comfort. Somebody joining you in the the fallen expectation of comfort. Yeah. And in, in, in coming alongside them in that moment. Yeah. Second question. What if what you need is resolution from the person who caused the hurt, not just comfort from them or from someone else? So, what you know, what if what you need is resolution? You need yeah. to have a an agreement a coming to peace with somebody. Yeah. You know, and what they're saying is I, I don't want comfort. <laughs> I, I, I want to, I want this to be solved. I want this relationship to be mended. Yeah. So I think this one's two part. It is definitely two parts. So one part is you have to be open, honest and vulnerable with that person and express how you felt with that person. The second part is having the expectation of they may not, feel like they were in the wrong or they may not feel like they need to for, be forgiven or think, you know, whatever. And then you need to be comforted by somebody that can comfort you about that per that, that hurt that that person gave you in your life. That's my perception of this mm -hmm. question. I agree with you. Okay. <clears throat> I think I have nothing to add. You're more, you're more optimistic maybe even than I would be. <laughs> no, really. Cause I mean like, no, I, I, I was like, you I, might need resolution. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, right. You may not mm -hmm. get it. Like you said, you need to be open. You got to right. give it a shot. Right, because there's a lot of people it, that, that, that in a healthy in that, moment. Yeah, right. Because there's a lot of people that live in that they're waiting yeah. for that person like to be enlightened. And that ain't that ain't oh, you can't. Coming. You can't. And that's so frustrating. Like for me, I like to know that everything's tied up at the end of the day. You know, like there's no loose ends. There's no um, at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, like and and, and to have something like that that is just maybe never going to be resolved is, is frustrating. It's, it, it makes you angry. It makes you feel defeated. And that, makes and if me you let really it fester sad. and you don't seek out comfort for it, it's yeah. just going to keep on festering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, so there's two things. One, you know, can you go seek that resolution? Yes, you can with very low expectations. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you've got to, you got to be clean. You got to be in a healthy place. You know, you got to know your own fault in the matter. Yep. Not, not to abuse yourself. You know, don't take fault that yeah, isn't don't yours. Don't beat yourself up too much. But you got to go in clean. You got to go in, yeah. you know, above reproach with low expectations. And like you said, you got to have somebody ready to go to them right afterwards and say, oh, my gosh, I tried. And this is what happened. Yep. Um, but I think the resolution has to happen also within you. And you've got to. And I, and I just preached about it two weeks ago. You got to forgive people. 
Yeah. Not for them, but for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, and it was funny, both services, nine and 11, when I said that I gave an example of somebody who had wronged me and I told them that I forgive them, mm. but we're not friends. Mm-hmm. And both services, people were like, oh, mm. you can't say that. I'm mm. like, dad, come right. I said, that. Okay, <laughs> because guess what? We ain't friends. Right. right. I forgive you. Yeah. If you ever need anything, right. I will be there for you in a heartbeat. Yep. But we ain't hanging. Right. Right. You're not going to go hang out on a Friday night. I, I'm not turning yeah. my back to you one more time. Why would you? Right. <laughs> so, but, but it's free and clear that you're forgiven. Right. You can do that on your own, even though that other person may not give it back to you. There's a lot of peace that comes along. There's a lot of peace and freedom. And the next one is what if that person who caused the hurt is no longer present in your life? Mm. Which is very common. Right. What do you do about that? So that is like a shotgun or an open wound that you just, you can't, how do you put a bandaid on that? How do you? I think so. I think one of the most extreme examples of this and we've talked about this before which is why i'm going to mention it so i'm not afraid to mention it is rachel writing a therapeutic letter to her mom correct who died six weeks after she was born yeah and her uh, yeah like so you're talking about so she died because she forewent treatment for cancer so so that that rachel Rachel could could be born healthy amazing like sacrifice so that rachel could live Right. Unbelievable. And I'm so thankful because now I know Rachel and she's awesome. Now the person listening or the person that wrote this question might go, right, but she didn't hurt Rachel. That's true. Mm-mm. But not. <laughs> right. Because it le- not hurt, but Rachel was then left without a mom. Right. For the best of reasons. Mm-hmm. But at the end <laughs> of the day. There is no more noble reason. But at the end of the day, she still, she still didn't have still a mom. She still didn't have a mom and that right. hurt. And yeah, every yeah. Mother's Day, she was pulled out of class when they would make a craft for mothers mm. because so that her feelings wouldn't be hurt. Oh, and that's man. all because mom wasn't there. Right. So uh. there's a tool called a therapeutic letter that we've talked about. Yep. And that Rachel had to process the hurts of not having a mom, which I know that sounds extreme, but like it makes so much sense to write all your feelings down. And then the second step of that therapeutic letter, is you read is that send letter, it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> send it to the deceased, right. post it on social media. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Saying who you wrote this about. No, you write you again. You see comfort from somebody who can comfort you. Right. And again, we will repeat this. We will we will offer you want to write a therapeutic letter and we'll give you a copy of it. Who you know, whoever's listening to this. Yeah. And we don't have to do it on the air. We'll send you a private link. Yeah. We'll comfort you. That's what we're here for. And, I, you know, I won't say who I've written a therapeutic letter to, but I have done it and I have read it out loud to Amy and Jay and we've cried together and it's like it's very very healing it's very healing and like when you open up and you are really honest in saying what that person did to impact your life it is in a a safe space like that Mm -hmm. it's amazing because you can say whatever you want to get it off your chest to how you feel about that person and here's the other thing that person could be a great person. Like they're, it's, it's not, not like, about their intention. It's not. It's not about their intention. It's about you know the hurt that they caused. The you. hurt that they caused, and you know we've all fallen short, right? We've all done bad things. We've all you know, and and we've hurt other people in some way. And man, when you write a letter to put it all out there and then read it by and, and read it to somebody that can give you the comfort, it's unbelievable. And Brian is joking. But I want to reiterate, you don't ever, ever send the letter <laughs> to, right. to the person. <laughs> you, but no. and what you find in a lot of therapies is yeah. then we burn the letter yeah. or we bury it with the feelings. Or, or nail it to a cross. Nail it, oh, that, oh, look at you, Christian. <laughs> Nailing it to the cross. <laughs> offering it up to Jesus. Right. And those are all symbolically cute. Um, yep. But to to feel the pain again and to have somebody join you in that pain again. So that you can remember, you know, I, we joke a lot about Rachel. That's a good thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, that's a good attaching the comfort to the, to grief. the pain because you've never felt it before. So you kind of have to relive it. You, know, you have to bring it back up. You have to bring it back up and then get comforted because you never were before. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we make fun of Rachel a lot here, my lovely wife, um, for a lot of reasons because she is so specific in who she is um, and knows who she is. But I remember, you know, you reading your letter. And and when Rachel will tear for you, I, I can't imagine forgetting that. You know, like yeah. when when Rachel will comfort you because she didn't want to. Yeah. And and it's not her first reaction. 
And so that's why it's good to have those kind of people in your life. Yeah. It's awesome. And when you, when you just said about Rachel being pulled out and this is a little bit off subject, but for Rachel to be pulled out of her first, second, third elementary, because she doesn't have a mom and they don't want it to hurt. That is heartbreaking to me. Because everybody else in there is writing a letter or doing whatever to their mom. And for now their mom. you're different. And now you're different. And, and they and pull it out so you don't get hurt. Yeah. But in well, that act, she's well aware. you're being <laughs> Makes it very much singled out. Oh, man, that is heartbreaking to me. Yep, Not yep. even giving you the opportunity to like Ugh. help another kid make something. Like it's, it's, right. it's all well good intentions. Exactly. Once again, it wasn't like their teachers were like, hey, this poor girl doesn't Let's have a figure mom. out how Let's to diabolically. Right. But no. you know what's the the old saying is uh, uh, a road paved with good intentions leads to Rachel getting real ruin or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next question: Giving comfort is a great first step to acknowledging past hurts and being open to receiving comfort from other. But on the other side of the coin, and this person knows firsthand, sometimes being a giver clouds your own needs, and you become a pleaser. Mm. Ignoring your own emotional needs with a feeling of being obligated to comfort and fulfill others. Oh, interesting. With all due respect, yeah, not a question, not a question, a statement. But <laughs> okay, we let me, will let me add comments. to it. Let me add to it. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> um, it's really hard to properly comfort other people when you ignore your own emotional needs and let things kind of fester. All right. I mean, if you're not if you're not getting comfort, it's really hard to comfort other people. In my opinion, you become a much better comforter when you've received good. When comfort. you've received comfort, yeah, good comfort. What about losing yourself and own becoming being an over comforter to the point? Well, doesn't of being this a become enmeshment? Do we get into enmeshment here? Big words. It is a big word, and I would say it's is an enmeshment. Not necessarily. What's enmeshment? Well, yeah, talk about what enmeshment is when you've been hurt, when you've had a role cast upon you in a relationship that is right. not yours. And so, you know, the 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 worst case example is incest. You're not supposed to be your parents' physical lover. Ooh. You know, Ooh. that's the worst example. But it can also be something like a mother saying, uh, "We always have such great conversations. I wish I could talk to your father the way I talk mm, to you." Yeah. Right. Right. And it's just that's a little icky. That is icky. Or me being, you know, or d- doesn't matter. Um, that's more enmeshment. What this is almost to a degree, I don't even want to give it a title. Um, I think it almost maybe is more like codependency, but it's not because you're trying to get your needs met by meeting somebody else's needs. Yes, that's it. But what I would say, that's what I whole thing is. What emotional need are you getting met by being this pleaser? Mm-hmm. Is the whole point. Why are you doing that? Or why do you need that? Um, you know, you shouldn't ignore your own emotional needs. And if you're tra- so you're trying to get your needs met by meeting the needs of others. And that's what that's this is a great example of this question. And I want to read the, the part again. Ignoring your own emotional needs with a feeling of being obligated to comfort and fulfill others. Yeah, you don't want to feel your own. You want to help other people. That is what we do when our emotional needs are not met or taken from us, which we define as a hurt. Yeah. When that happens to us, if we are not in a relationship where we can be open and honest and vulnerable, when we're not mutually giving to meet each other's needs, we steal emotional needs. We we steal mm. from others to get these met. It's always like a transaction. Ooh. Like it's always go like there's always some kind of transaction. And so you're desperate to be comforted. So then of course what do you do? You go comfort. Mm-hmm. And and then and what's you might say, Jay, that's what we, you told us to do last week in a controlled environment, you know, as a way to teach others, knowing that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between doing it because you right. want them to see it and learn it and it's also different to do it because you're desperate for it. Well, it's just like any other drug. Like you're only going to get a moments of satisfaction. You're not going to get actual healing. Right. Am I doing, am I comforting you to, to a, to help you? Yeah. But also to teach you. Right. Or am I doing it because I desperately want you to understand what I'm going through? Right. And so bingo, it's the motivation is to, why are you pleasing somebody else? Or is it also, are you pleasing someone for attention? Are you pleasing somebody for respect? Are you comforting somebody for those things? Yeah. Or because you want it yourself, or is it an altruistic act of love? Yeah. It's an altruistic act of love. It, you cannot. I guess you can't overdo it, but I mean, it's it's yeah, going to be. You can overdo it, right? You can overdo it. <laughs> um, you can overdo anything, right? But it's it's a lot healthier. Yeah. To do that, if you're doing it out of a negative space, yeah, to fill the need of whatever that emotional need is being met, sure, then it's going to be destructive for you, and yeah. you will burn out very quickly. 
Oh yeah, that is a good yeah. Burnout is mm-hmm. a, a is a definite byproduct of that. Lastly, how do you comfort someone when you can see their past hurts, but they are not in a space to acknowledge the past hurts within themselves? Oh. Therefore, they reject your comfort because they just aren't ready or are not willing or able to quote unquote go there. These are unbelievable questions. These are They're great perfect questions. questions. And I like every single one. I'm like, I know that person. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not the person that wrote these. Like these are great examples of real people that I know in my life. And man, there's not a good answer. Yes, there is. Well, (laughs) there is. (laughs) Sorry. There is. Well, so, but so Jay's the most experienced here in the room. Um, but to me, how do you comfort someone? I guess there, there's there's those people that are just impossible to comfort. I, like I ha- I have a person in mind in my life that it's just impossible to do it, and I don't not go out of my way to try and comfort that person. I do what we practice. I try and try and try again. Sometimes you get a hit. And the rest of the 95% of the time, it's a mess. And that is what it's like with that one person. That's been my experience with that one person. Now, there are other people that are really hard to comfort that I have, like, overcome that boundary, or not boundary, but obstacle of, like, you know, comforting them, and they've come around to it, and they understand it. But there are difficult people to comfort, and... They're everywhere. But Jay, you have a great answer to this question. I have. I will. I will answer this question with a question. All right. By definition, what is comfort? I hate when you quiz us. So it's meeting somebody else's emotional need. That's what I was going to say, too. No, 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 it's not, Brian. We do a whole podcast about Eric. (laughs) Do better. It's good to meet people's emotional needs, but that's not comfort. If I say, hey, I appreciate you. That's not comfort. If you need appreciation and I give you appreciation, that's not comfort. Well, you didn't give me appreciation there. You just like, you said. What you, by definition is comfort? What is this podcast known as? Lunch Diamond Room. Not feeling alone. Which is based on. Not being alone. Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice says, with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Coming it's alongside somebody. Joining like somebody where they, where they are. In their emotion. Yeah. So if somebody, if you say to somebody who just lost their job, uh, a tree fell on their house, their wife left them. And the dog left them. Yeah. And you say to them, how are you? And they go, you know what? Things happen. Yeah. Now you want to give them the comfort you would want. Right. But if they say to you, you know what? It is what it is. Well, then you join them right yeah, there. Yeah, it is what it is. You go, you know what, man? I got you. I'm with you, bro. Yep. Absolutely. And you know what? People are probably going to come to you bawling and crying. And other people are going to just get ignored you. But you know what, man? It is what it is. I'm with you, man. But like you might want to be like, oh, my dog died. But oh, that must be so bad. But your dog left you with your wife. Your dog's having an affair with your wife. Right. <laughs> so the point is we want to give them the comfort that we think they should. Ha- they need. Right. right. We Based on our lenses. Overly comfort. We make it about us. Yeah. Because we're looking through our lenses, our eyes. But if the if the definition of comfort is to join somebody in their emotion, well, then join them in their emotion. Okay, but let me ask you this. Yeah. That person, it is what it is. He's denying. You know that there's so many different layers yep. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you join them in that emotion and then go one step further? Why do you have to go one step further? Because you know oh, that that's I not know the answer healing. To this. Because I, I, I can answer this, I think. I'm going to answer this. They will let you know. Like if you say, how are you doing? And they say, it is what it is. Yep. And you say. So when the flower has not bloomed well, yet. And you say, it is what it is, man. Yep. And if they go and they continue on and they let you in to that that emotional need that they that they might have or they might let you see, then you can better comfort them on that particular thing. Because I'm going to follow up with that person. Like, Am I wrong? I'm going to follow up with right. that person okay. like. You sure? Right. Okay. I got one. I got one. Okay. Because let's go back to the top of the page. So your buddy who just had all that happen to him six months ago, um, his wife was diagnosed with uh, bloopers disease. I want to make up something. Sure. 
and he confided in somebody and they were like, oh my gosh, my daughter had bloopers disease and this is the worst thing ever. And he received terrible comfort. Yeah. So now it's six months later, the world's ending and he's like, I do not want to experience that negative comfort again. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he says, that is what it is. It's almost as a test. And oh, you go, yeah. And you yeah. go, hey man, I'm with you. And yeah. he goes, oh, cause you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And then he's waiting for you to go, I know, because one time, right. but if you just go, I know, man, I can't imagine, but it, you know, it's so tough. at that point he's starting to leave breadcrumbs right. Right. to you join them wherever they are. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what's interesting is when I was first taught how to do this, they sort of taught, yeah, you got to comfort somebody, open up your heart, rip it open, everything else. After Trey dies, Rachel and I go back and we got like a full day with just one counselor. And he's, and it was funny cause I was looking for him to comfort us Yeah, and he just spent the day teaching us. Yeah. Which kind of sucked, but yet was helpful. Sure. And one of the things he said was they've done more research, and it's wherever they are. And you don't go. You don't go a step past. Yeah. You join them right there because of the the safety of it. And that was a big thing for Rachel and for myself because I'm ready to like open up my heart and bleed and cry and tell you every hurt I've ever had. Yeah. And shocker, Rachel's not so much that way. Right. You know, Rachel's like, here, I'll give you this much. Yeah. I'm gonna give you this much. And so, yeah, you just. I think a good way of looking at it, like the way I look at it, is like you haven't been invited. Mm -hmm. Until you get invited, you can't be, you can't sit at that table. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and it's not for you to decide how much they need to mourn. Right. Um, we talked before, if your normal status, if you're perfectly fine and you're at five and zero is your catatonic and you can't feel anything and 10 is your manic, healing and comfort only really happens at three and seven. So four, five, and six, you're normal. You're fine. There's yeah. no, there's no grief. There's no nothing. Yeah. But somebody may not be ready to open up to eight and nine of, oh, I'm so sad. Right. So, and that's different for different people. So they've got to be a little bit out of their comfort zone for there to be healing. Yeah. But they're not going to go there unless you've shown and earned the right, earned the respect, earned the trust to comfort them at those lower levels. Right. And you sit here and you hear all this and you go, well, that's a lot. That is a lot. And that's why you've got to work at it because practice makes Permanent doesn't yeah. make perfect, but that's what we have to do. And the more we do practice it, just makes permanent. Yeah. I've never heard that. Think of a driving range. Well, I've heard of practice makes progress. Well, yeah. That's a lie. Why not? Why? why is Go to a lie? driving range and watch guys hit golf balls. Yeah. Okay. And they're practicing. Yeah. Okay. And they're hitting a big old slice. Yeah. Ball goes to the right. Sure. So he hits another one. Big old slice. Yeah. Big, is he making progress? Well, not if you, not if you don't correct, correct. yourself. Correct. Well, he's practicing a slice. <laughs> exactly. Well, then he's getting very good at a slice. Yeah. So practice makes permanent. Okay. Perfect practice. I makes see what perfect. you're saying. So, but as we do more comfort and we learn and we, again, even pray and talk to God, hey, what do they need? Where are they? We will eventually, in the regards of comfort, we will do better. We, we will, will do better. Do better. And actually, I'm, I'm the only one who's got to do better. No, you have to do better. I Brian, have to do better. why don't you do better? Okay. <laughs> okay. Runner who <laughs> gonna do better. Now. Runner who slapped reporter's butt on live TV is a youth pastor, uh, Boy Scout leader. Do better, uh, man. That like that almost watched, sounds like a like a satire article. Like, oh gosh, where are we? It's true. <laughs> it's true. So this reporter, twenty three year old reporter, um, I can't remember where it's uh, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. Oh. There's this race across Savannah, like you got some molasses. Savannah, like molasses. So <laughs> thank you, Andy. <laughs> so North, there's North Florida. There's Sorry. this fun run or something across this bridge. Yeah, it was fun. And there's this reporter that 23 um, year old reporter, fun. probably like her first assignment, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and she's standing there, and all these people are running past her. And some of them have crazy. Uh, Most were not slapping her on the rear end. Most were not, but <laughs> but some of them like they have crazy, you know, outfits on. Blah blah blah. It's just it's a lot of fun until this guy comes and slaps her on the butt, and like she's in mid sentence, and then like she just stops. And we're gonna link this. Yeah. But like she's just flustered, obviously. Sure. Um, the runner who has slapped a reporter's behind on live TV. Should we say the name? I mean, it's in the article. Of the uh, guy. That's all right. Uh, anyways, so-and-so inappropriately touched this reporter. He was identified after people online matched his race number to other photos. Um, so anyways, after this whole ordeal, this this reporter girl puts out a, a tweet, 
And she's like, you know, I sh- no, no, no person should ever have to be subjected to this in their workplace. Um, it's it it dehumanizes me, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of it, she says, do better. Do better. So this reporter must listen to it's us. Liter- that's my conclusion. Sure, she does. Literally yeah. And in do that, better. she can't do better. She can't do better. So I don't the, think that's the case. So and the, we're probably making it more. So we might need do to do better. better is to slap somebody on the butt off camera. Yeah, you don't do it on camera. Got it. Never no. on camera. <laughs> no, that's not okay. No. <laughs> Got you it. have a mask over your face or something. But you know what? Let me be that guy for just a minute. Do it. I can't imagine this poor guy. What an idiot. <sighs> right. And if you said to him, do you think it's a good idea to do that? I don't think he thought, yeah, I think it is. And so like right now, how many times is he reliving the seconds before? Yep. What right. Idiot, what a, I mean, Can I please have a do over? And please let me be very clear. Yeah. What an idiot. Yes. Terrible choice. Horrible. Terror. I'm going to be writing about if we're being judged in our worst moments yeah, um, soon. But boy, not a good choice. Not a good choice. Yeah. Not a good choice. Hey, I've got to do better. Do it. Uh, Nick Smith is a basketball player from North Hills High School who okay. is now playing basketball uh, Division Two, I believe. And he was playing uh, St. Leo against a team from uh, – St. Leo was the team. And a guy on their team – uh, sucker punched the living snot uh, out of him with an elbow. First of all, do better. Don't be punching somebody in the jaw. Number two, there's a referee five feet away. Mm-hmm. Does not even call the foul. No. Nope. What? Doesn't even call. And the then, foul. I mean, the kid, the kid gets socked and then he's like clumped down on the ground, to the ground. And like he's getting couldn't, stepped on. Couldn't be more obvious. So here you go. Now, finally, St. Leo's school president. Makes a statement. And he makes it all right, right? Like everything's he, fine. You know what? He represents his faith, represents his learning institution. St. Leo. St. Leo. Maybe St. Leo. I was born and raised Catholic, but mm-hmm. I'm no longer a practicing Catholic. St. Leo could be the patron saint of sucker punches. Mm, I'm he not could sure. Be. Right. Because he says, posting one out of context video when your team violently fouls. Oh, I'm going to talk about this so much soon. I'm going to preach about this. Uh, You're getting fired up. I am. Violently fouls, takes constant cheap shots, and disrespects you in an unsportsmanlike manner to which this guy can't even write. Tell me, oh, uh, how should he disrespect you? In a more sportsmanlike fashion? Yeah, that's the better option. And disrespects you in an unsportsmanlike manner every minute of the game. By the way, terrible run-on sentence. Yeah. Is cowardly and weak. Hashtag St. Leo. So that's the president of the school. So for those that may have missed it, the president comes out and defends this sucker punch, the sucker which puncher. is indefensible. Yes, it's, it's it's indefensible. And yes, it is. But they also did suspend the player for the rest of 2019. That's two games. And what did they do to the president? Oh, they probably gave him a raise. I don't know. <laughs> Because, I mean, that's really not good leadership. That's not a good look. St. Leo do better. Jeff Sinise, Ph.D., at St. Leo Prez. <laughs> yep. I'm going to sucker punch him say, oh, how you like that? But. Join the kid that got punched in his emotion and his pain. Somehow. Yeah. Do me a sucker punch you right now just so you can join him. No. <laughs> As we like to do. We like to leave on a high note. We like to leave on a can't do better. And this one is so cool because it's Christmas and... The angels are singing. The angels are singing. Not to be confused with. It's the season of giving and this is just awesome. So a Baltimore company gives employees $10 million Christmas bonus. Each employee gets... No, 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 no. Come on. Um, so employees at a Baltimore based company got a special Christmas surprise this year when their founder informed them that they would all be sharing in a 10 million bonus after a milestone year of business. So they win the lottery for this year. Basically. So St. John properties informed its workers at its corporate Christmas party that the company had secured 20 million square feet of property, totaling a portfolio of 3.5 billion. To mark the occasion, employees were told that they would be splitting the massive bonus between themselves with ultimate amounts depending on how long they had been at the company. Employees received cards informing them of their personal bonus amounts. And we will be posting a link to the story, and there is video of them opening up the their envelopes, and it is awesome. I mean, there are tears. 
Um, and the, the article finishes off saying the company founder, Edward St. John said he would, sorry, he could think he couldn't think of a better way to show his appreciation for his employees. And man, you can't do better, dude, because like at Christmas time and I, I was reading another article that had a little bit more detail, the average amount that people got was $50,000. So if you like, think about that, like, oh. like that is incredible. So like, mm -hmm. even if you just started working there, you probably got a mm -hmm. substantial amount or if you've been working there for 20 years, cause there's people that got like upwards of like $250,000, mm -hmm. you know, in this, and for the entire company, like that is that right. is awesome. That and like, is. think about like, you know, there's probably people out there with medical bills or mm -hmm. a mortgage or, you know, maybe they're, they have some debt and they're just really sorry for going into so much debt or they had to go into or school debt for their kids or whatever. Think of just how much of a relief that is. And like, you could potentially go, you know, debt free depending on, you know, what your situation is and what a gift that is to give. Like that is so cool. So can't do better. Awesome job. Way to go. And then the very next article would be company goes under because they lost all their employees because <laughs> they, <all, laughs> they all retired. <laughs> they, all retired. <laughs> they didn't know what Well, to I'm do. sure they would get a, a, a good amount of applicants. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> to replace. <laughs> company hires whole new HR department. But can't do better. No, that's great. That's they can't really do awesome. better. That's, that's great. Awesome. And I think with that, we can't do any better or add anything else to this podcast. This has been episode 54 of lunchtimeinrome.com. We are so glad that you have decided to join us around the table. Uh, we hope that you do it again, um, again and again. Uh, we're going to be doing this next week, yep. but then our, sub our uh, schedule might be subject to the holidays here. So we're, we're going to be off the week of Christmas. The week of Christmas, but then we'll be doing it the week of New Year. So yes. um just as a heads up, if you're looking for us around Christmas, we will be making merry. Um, but we do uh, appreciate you uh, joining in with us. Um, we just we are humbled by, um, you know, just just how 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 much you are engaged. Send us the questions. Uh, send us the the. I would love to say like this was one of my favorite episodes I think that we've ever done because those we got so many great questions. Yeah, those were great. It was awesome. Yeah. So thank you. And that was one person sending those in, and and we I, I want to say thank you to that person for being so honest and and sharing that. Amazing. Um, we know there's a lot of you out there with a lot of things going on. Please send that to us. You can find all of the ways to do that at lunchtimeinrome.com. Uh, with that, we are going to say goodbye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>